Wednesday morning, it's the River Inners Triple M. It is Matilda's Day right across <laughs> Australia today. Tonight is the big semi final. It's it's just I I've been a massive sports fan for a yeah. number of years. I cannot remember a build up to an event like this in the last twenty years oh, or more. You've been bouncing up and down in your chair for the last couple of days. Oh, it's but it's not just me. It is right across Australia yeah. to talk to us all about it and so good to have her on board from Optus Sport. Neve Owens, hello. Hello. I'm still buzzing from Saturday night. I can't believe we go again tonight. I don't feel ready. I've got no idea how the players are going to back it up. It's just amazing. Look, touch on Saturday night. What's it been like, like just around, obviously, your workplace? You're dealing with it all the time. You you've know these players. You've followed their journeys. How has it been for you? I felt really emotional on Saturday night, I've got to say. I was watching the game with Chloe Legazzo, who's part of our Optus Sport team, and oh. Matilda herself. And during that shootout, Chloe couldn't watch. She kept ducking down almost underneath our desk, pitch side, covering her eyes. The emotions were intense. And as that shootout went deeper and deeper, to a point that I have never actually seen a penalty shootout go before, we were into our 20th peak. By the time we found a winner, and it was Courtney Vine who stepped up, the 10th penalty taker for Australia. The emotions were enormous. We managed to get ourselves off air at the end of it. And then we all burst into tears and hugged, and we were there in the stand, and everyone else was high-fiving and hugging and crying. It was such an incredibly intense and emotional and wonderful experience. And I feel like people have been buzzing ever since. At the school gates, when I drop my little girl off in the morning, people are talking about the Matildas. When you go and grab your coffee and you're standing in the coffee queue, people are talking about the Matildas. It has just been the most incredible thing to witness. And I cannot wait to see them go again tonight. And quite literally, the whole country stopping to watch them. Yeah, well, that was what I was going to ask about next was that, you know, it must be encouraging for somebody who's been close to the action with the Women's World Cup and and women's soccer in general for the long haul to all of a sudden have, you know, to see the footage from all over the country of um, the the big screens at football stadiums packed with people showing that, that penalty shootout and the whole country getting behind it. You know, about 12 months ago, my little girl, she's in year one, she came along to a Matildas game and she was lucky enough to meet a few of the players and she was so excited by that. She got some autographs, she brought them into school the next day for show and tell and she came home that afternoon super deflated because none of the other kids in kindy then, none of the other little kindy kids knew who Sam Kerr was, who Mary Fowler was and she comes home now just 12 months later having had conversations with all the kids in her class, with her teachers who are going to the games as well, about this incredible bunch of women who have just changed the sporting narrative in such a short space of time. Now, my little girl wants to be Matilda. She also wants to be the Prime Minister. She's not sure which she'll do first, but she 100% believes that both are possible. And I feel like that is a tiny microcosm, a small example of the change that we've seen happen happen in the most amazing month. Well, yeah, as the ad said, por qué no los dos? Why not both? (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, I think there has been petitions to have Mackenzie Arnold as our Prime Minister or Minister for Defence for some time. (laughs) Um, 
Talk to us about what's going to happen on the pitch tonight. Like we've beaten England in recent history in a friendly. We obviously we beat them in a knockout at the uh, 2020, 2021 Olympics. Uh, how much of that history counts, and how much just goes out the window when they step on the pitch? Do you know what? I think probably a lot of it goes out the window, but let's talk about it anyway, because only a couple of months ago in April, the Aussies ended what was a 30-match unbeaten run for the Lionesses. We did it in England on a wet night. We won 2-0. And I think from an Australian perspective, that gives a level of confidence to the team that while this will be the highest-ranked side Australia has met yet, interestingly, the Aussies are also the highest-ranked side England has met yet in this tournament, it will give the Aussies a level of confidence that the Lionesses, while they're European champions, while their coach, Serena Wiegmann, has this incredible record in tournament football. She's won something like 22 out of 23 games as head coach. The only loss she's suffered is a 2019 Women's World Cup final when she was the head coach of the Netherlands. So that is a huge amount of momentum and confidence that England has. But I think Australia, with that very recent victory and the way that they have orchestrated this tournament, the way they've made their way into the semi-final for the very first time, I think the Aussies will bring a lot of confidence into this game as well. I was reading a bit about uh, Tony Gustafsson and obviously his experience with the American women's team in those two World Cup campaigns where they were victorious and talking about rebuilding and playing against some of the best teams in the world, which has he's spoken about repeatedly as something that he used in preparation for this. Obviously, like we lose to Canada or if we get out of that round, he's out. Now it looks like an absolute masterstroke. How highly can he be rated in this process of getting us through to a semi final? We're such fickle fans, aren't yeah. we, sports lovers? Lose to Canada and you're gone. Another week, give it 10 extra days and you're the next Prime Minister of Australia. <laughs> it is a tough industry without a shadow of a doubt. And Tony Gustafsson set the Matildas up over the last couple of years with a heap of clashes against top 10 opponents. One of the things that the organisation had identified was that we hadn't played enough top-tier opponents in the past. And so when we got to this latter stage of knockout football tournaments, we struggled against that top-notch opposition. And as part of that process... We had a lot of losses. There were some really tough times, particularly a European trip when we were without a number of our top players because they were being rested and we got beaten, what, 6-0 or something by Spain? While there were tough times throughout that process, what we're seeing now is a team that at club level as well is playing against the best footballers in the world week in week out in the WSL in the UK and we have that depth and that confidence against the top opposition in the world that we have a right to be there and I think absolutely Tony has played an important part in that even team selections throughout this tournament plenty of questions asked about his starting 11 and how he was lining up where Caitlin Ford was playing where Mary Fowler was playing in those opening couple of games when we were without Sam Kerr he made a change against Canada. It worked. He's stuck with it. And defensively, we've had three clean sheets in a row, which we've never done in a 
World Cup before. So I think he absolutely has to take his fair share of the credit, just as if we'd gone out against Canada, he would have had to take his fair share of the blame. One of those selections, obviously Sam Kerr, we've heard more and more about as the tournament's gone on holding that calf. Kaya Simon is one who he's held and held faith in for this stage of the tournament. Do you think that she'll play a role tonight? No. I think if we were going to see Kaya Simon, we would have seen her in that last clash with France. We were watching her warm up on the sideline during extra time and we were thinking, far out, this is what we were told, this is why she's here as an impact player and a penalty taker late in games. We didn't see her enter the fray against France, we didn't see that substitution made, so no, I don't think we'll see her tonight, but I do think that we'll potentially see Sam Kerr start. We saw her get through 60 minutes against France on the weekend, she came on around the 55 minute mark, of course we went through 120 minutes of football in the end. So she had some serious minutes in her legs that night. If she pulled up okay from that on Saturday night, and we don't really know that, but if she pulled up okay, she's gotten through 60 minutes, maybe, maybe 90 minutes is the next step. Very quickly before we let you go, you've spoken about some of the people who you're sharing the call with, including Matildas like Chloe Legazzo. I've heard Emily Gilnick uh, interviewed many times and speaking so well about it. How are they feeling for the team as being so close to the members of the squad at this point of the tournament? They are both such incredible humans. First and foremost, they are celebrating and so happy for their mates who have gone on this incredible World Cup run, despite the fact that on the eve of the tournament, both of them would still have very much been hoping to be a part of this squad. So I think their um, their empathy, their love for their teammates has been so awesome to watch throughout the tournament. And we saw those some mixed emotions, yeah, but those big celebrations after the quarterfinal win to see the Tillies through to the semifinals for the first time in their history. And two players who have been a part of this setup for so many years, so really understand that journey that the squad has been on. I saw some pictures pop up today from 2007 and from 2011. And at different times, this was a team, and a number of these players were playing then in 2011, that were playing in front of next to no one in the stands and tonight they'll be playing in front of nigh on 80,000 people at Stadium Australia with over 7 million Aussies watching on the screens around the country. We've seen the boomers shift the game so that it doesn't clash with the Matildas. It's just a remarkable run and I think both Em and Chloe have played their own part in that and they're celebrating just like the rest of as well they should. Now, uh, tonight, if you want to catch it, Optus Sport has got the broadcast the whole way through. And if you want to catch it together with a whole bunch of other people here in Wagga, uh, Bolton Park Stadium throwing the doors open and you're going to be able to go down there. They've got the council's putting on a big family night for everyone to get together. Football Wagga's got a big event happening at the Wagga RSL Club as well. Get in the green, get in the gold and get behind the Tillies tonight. Neve, always a pleasure to catch up and thank you so much for your time. Uh, Gents, enjoy the game and go the Tillies.